Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from The Coaching Revolution and you'll find us at thecoachingrevolution.co.uk. Hello, I'm Sarah Short. I'm Paul Snell. And I'm Stephen Parkinson. Oh, I hear you say, who is Stephen Parkinson? That's, that's a new voice. Um, Stephen is also a coaching revolutionary. Stephen, 30-second potted history of you. Go. Of me is I left a very nicely highly paid job um, with uh, lots of flexibility and, and options. And then I'd had enough because I had my own coach. And I decided I'd seen the light and a whole new universe existed. And it was my turn to enter the coaching and become a revolutionary and start coaching people. Perfect. There you go. That's Stephen Parkinson. So what we're going to talk about this week is how not to build a coaching business. And that sounds like a really negative thing to talk about. But what, what we kind of thought we'd do is we'd, we'd talk about ways that we've seen coaches try to develop businesses and fall flat on their faces doing it. Now, just before you go, well, that's not a lot of use. What do I want to know What how not to do it? We will, in future episodes, look at each of these things in turn and explain to you how, how to get it right. But this week, we're talking about how not to do it. Thing number one, you can't coach everyone. Paul. Yes, it's, isn't it so tempting, particularly when you are... Uh, starting out in your coaching uh, journey, if there's this absolute desire to see everyone succeed and, and, and feel quite rightly so that being able to coach everyone is well within your prerogative. But wisdom begins to kick in and you begin to realise that each one of us is different. Each one of us delivers differently, has different strengths, have different specialisations and it is good to focus there to, to, to find the client that is right for you, that you connect with. I think that's important. And also to find the client that you're right for. Yes, both absolutely. Both ways around. What do you think, Stephen? Uh, absolutely. And, and I think the, the thing being a coach is you um, your motivation is to help people. And we are genuinely helpful people as coaches. That's what we're, that's what we're here to do. And what we end up trying to do is help everybody. And actually, by trying to help everybody... The person you help the least is yourself in your business because you have no niche, you have no audience to coach to because you're just another coach. And ultimately you have no energy either because you've given it all away to everybody else yeah. in an effort to start this, this coaching business. Okay, mistake number two that I find that I, I, I hear all the time and, and I, I know from previous conversations that you two have an opinion on this. Somebody says, what do you do? And the new coach responds, I'm a coach or I'm a business coach or I'm a personal coach or I'm a life coach or marketing coach or wellness coach or fitness coach or any of those things. Why is I'm a coach a really poor answer to that question, Stephen? It, the, the quickest answer to that is because the person who you're speaking to is immediately going to think you're going to try and sell them something and that you're going to get them into a coaching programme of some description. They probably don't even know what a coach actually does and don't necessarily appreciate the value in it. So if they don't appreciate the value in it, don't understand what it does 
how can they possibly engage with you in a business sense? So it, it, it's a really easy trap to fall into is because we, we like what we do, we love coaching people, we're proud of being a coach, we sometimes forget that as business owners or as, as people, they, they, they're unsure about actually what a coach is. They might have heard about coaching and they might think it's a very expensive luxury item when in fact everybody or every certainly every business needs coaching it might not necessarily want it and I think that's part and parcel of that that kind of hello I'm a coach it's like oh okay well, you're gonna tell me <laughs> run away yeah <laughs> that's right yeah and it's a, it's a shame but that's the reality of it yeah well, in fact in fact I'd go a step further and say uh, in, in my experience there have been people that I've spoken to who already have a huge preconception of what coaching or being a coach is uh, and it can be diverse you know I've spoken to people who think oh so you teach football <laughs> ah mm. I, I've had that <laughs> what, are you a netball coach <laughs> the last time I owned a pair of trainers was 1981 <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so uh, you know uh, as Stephen quite rightly pointed out we, there is a word of caution here by defining yourself as a coach because it can lead to either not appreciating what you can do uh, and how they can benefit from, from what you do. But whether you're starting off from a negative position, whether you're starting off with a situation where actually engaging with you, they think, well, you're a coach. What, I don't need a coach. It's not, it's not a question of, I don't need someone to tell me what to do. So it it is one of those. And just in that answer, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. No, you don't. You need a coach. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. And just to build on that as well, Paul. I think the other thing as well is um, need a coach. Well, why? Why? What, what am I doing wrong? Um, mm. People don't want to admit that they need help. You know, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's it's an interesting dilemma because they don't want to admit that they need help, but they need help. So why would I? ask a coach to help me because that's an admission of failure yes yeah. well, and the other thing is that often people will say well I, I mean I've heard this very recently from the mouth of a really really clever person well why why do I want you to coach me you don't work in my industry yeah because there is this perception that coaches are mentors and that in order to um to be effective at what you do you need to have had decades of experience in every single industry, which, of course, you can't have and still be under 300 years old. Yeah. And, and just to build on that, I think that the coaching industry in the UK is, is relatively new still. And certainly in America, it's a lot more established. And, you know, practically mm. every business owner has a coach. Every person has a, some form of coach. So, so it's a more established profession, certainly in America. And I think in the UK... Um, there's, it's establishing itself more. But there's also a cultural thing in the UK mm. as well around yeah. around where we kind of stiff up a lip and you know well, we'll, we'll manage it. And it, there's all of those kind of things in there as well. Absolutely, we've we've actually covered that in a previous episode, um, which which is that the fact that the UK market, both for coaches, for businesses who want coaches, the whole um, business development around coaching practices, it's a different thing in the UK than it is in in. Well, on any other continent, yeah, and, and it's just, a different thing. And just on that, sorry, Sarah. The one thing I always laugh is say, "Oh, you're Tony Robbins." Then and I was like, "Okay." Oh. <laughs> if I was Tony Robbins, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you wouldn't be talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and again, the the idea it's one thing uh, having a preconception of a coach in the US, and anyone who's even come across a small bit of coaching invariably it's high profile coaches that they've come across yeah so it is the tony robbins effect and they know that's a million pound of yes yes 
and, and they also know it's loud and proud and and quite dynamic and rah rah and rah, 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 rah. Yeah. And actually, in the UK, we can be a little bit cynical about all of this stuff, yeah. you know. We like to fit in nice boxes and slot things nice in, be very direct in our process. So the rah, rah, rah doesn't sit well. No, our inner Brits going, oh, yeah. no, thank yes. you, I'm British, I don't like all that kind of thing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Interestingly, I never say I'm a coach, and I don't even have the word coach on my business card. In fact, I don't have... Um, my job title at all on my business card. I have my name and my contact details, and that's it. And and again, we'll cover it in in, in an episode to come. Is what do you say when somebody says to you, "What do you do?" If the answer isn't, "I'm a coach," yeah. I, I think we've probably done that one now, don't you? Yeah. So this one, I the reason that I've put this one in, I heard Stephen <laughs> describing this, and it really made me laugh. Networking. Now, networking is a superb way of getting out there, getting your name known, having good conversations, which incidentally is the secret to a good coaching practice. But you turn up at a networking event and you're sorted. Right? You've got, your, you've got your, your minute, your kind of introductory minute all mapped out in your head. You know exactly what you're going to say and you're going to knock them dead. And, and you're perhaps towards the end of that minute and you've got one, two, three, four, oh, five, six other coaches, seven, eight, nine. Oh, there are ten other coaches in the room. I'm coach number 11. Now what? Stephen. Um, and then you get up and you say, I'm a coach and I do what they do. <laughs> and yeah. your thunder and energy has just gone. Disappeared, Bang. yeah. Yeah. Particularly if you're relatively new to the coaching profession because you'll be competing against other people who have more skin in the game and have, have been through that process and as a result their pitch will be in your perception better than yours so you, you have a real kind of crisis of confidence yeah. at that point and if coaching is nothing it's nothing about inspiring confidence in people so so yeah it's about really thinking about not yourself as the coach is thinking about your client's perspective and yeah. that's something that I think we're going to come on to in the next podcast absolutely but, but yeah it, it, it kind of your rug your rug goes on from under you and you're on a mountain of sand and you you wither away and, and you panic and you panic and then the rest of your networking which might be one-to-ones or it might be conversations over coffee don't go as well as they should because you've had that kind of dip moment really yeah absolutely and and you just like you said, everybody else in the room's better than you. If you stand there going, Ooh, especially when you're brand new and you're with her. But I, I was talking to one of our um, our coaching revolution members yesterday, and 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 here's the thing: the one thing that he does better than anybody else in the world, absolutely better than anybody else in the world, is be himself. I am the best Sarah Short that there is this version of Sarah Short. You are the best Paul Snell. You are the best Stephen Parkinson. Nobody else can be you in the way that you are you. And here's the thing, people buy people. At the end of the day, people will buy what they like, not what's the shiniest, glossiest, got the best 40 seconds. They buy what they like. But again, you know, we'll, we'll come on to that. Paul, what do you think about networking? Well, it, it, it resonates, of course. You know, I, I've been to these events and I've been the third or fourth coach to stand up. 
and you go through that maddening process of going, I've got seconds to come up with something else, something, something I can say different. <laughs> and then you stand up and what comes out doesn't reflect who you are, what you do, more importantly, what you have to offer someone else. Yeah. So I, I've been there, right? Uh, we are going to talk about this more uh, on another podcast and I can't wait for that because there's some superb ideas on how to present yourself as a coach. But I can tell you for sure that third or fourth time you stand up and I'm the same as everyone else. Yeah. And I'm the same as him. Yeah. And yes, I do that. It, yeah. It's just so... Not only... It, it in fact, it can have uh, an effect of, of making you feel less confident. Yeah. You, you, you feel you have less value to offer. You go, they've taken all my value and now I've got nothing to offer. Yeah. So it is a really important subject that we will cover later. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's the... Um... It, it is that deflated thing, isn't it? It's like, oh no, yeah. oh no, there yeah. are more coaches. I mean, I, I quite interesting that the networking organisation that I kind of attend locally, there are very, very few coaches there. But I've been to um, other networking meetings where somebody's gone, oh, there's always millions of coaches. I'm like, really? Great, bring it on, bring it on. Because I'm absolutely genius now at differentiating myself from any other coach in the room and and it, it's it's a skill you know this whole business development selling coaching marketing yourself it's a skill set and and as you will hear me say repeatedly the thing about skills is they can be learned they are not innate talents and i think j just to finish off for me on this sarah that you know when you put perspective back you know it can get very easy to be fool yourself into thinking there just isn't enough room for me here. There are over 5 million VAT registered businesses in the UK. If business coaching is your focus, I can promise you the market's there. Yeah. It's the approach. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's a down to the charisma factor. You know, there's definitely a, a charisma factor in, in, in being the coach and how, how people gravitate towards you. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots to learn. Uh, and, of course... Coaches can always learn from other coaches. You know? uh, absolutely. Part of what I've done is listened and learned to people like you, Sarah. And I've gone, wow, that's an awesome pitch. And then gone, oh my gosh, how do I possibly follow Sarah? And then gone, the next time I'm there, I'll be as equally as good or if not better. So, so yeah, there is an opportunity when you're there, not only to, to feel that feeling, but think, how can I get better? Yeah. How, how can I get how better? How can I learn from this? Yeah. yeah. And and that's the whole failing forward thing, isn't it? If If... If you don't fail, you never learn. If you don't, you don't have to fail even. If you don't feel like you failed, you never learn. It, it, no, nobody was an overnight success. You know, nobody. Not even Tony Robbins. Absolutely. Yeah. It took me 30 years to be an overnight success. Was that Charlie Chaplin? I can't remember. can't remember who, who the quote is. Okay, so that's networking. Here, here's, here's a belt, and, and you put this one on the list, Stephen, so we'll start with you. Cold calling. Oh gosh, yes, the cold call. So that that's a heart, that's a that's an art in itself. You know, uh, cold calling works for certain professions. There's certain things that can do it. You know, and um, it's a hard sell tactic, and that's how it works. Um, does is coaching a hard sell? Well, it's certainly hard sell if you've got a cold prospect in front of you who you know absolutely nothing about, and they know nothing about coaching. How on earth could they possibly engage with you as a coach? Mm. They don't even know who you are. They don't know why you're ringing. They don't know what the what the issue is. Where did you get my number from? Uh, no, thanks. I'm busy. I've got other stuff to yeah. do. And how many other calls would they have received mm. from other business people, other salespeople, trying to sell them a product or a service? But it's much easier to understand 
product. So if someone rang me and said, oh, we've got a special offer on Apple iMac Pros and um, there's a special deal, you know, we'll give you some information. You might be more tempted by that than, well, I've got this coaching service and it's amazing and it's the best thing in the world and um, come and coach with me. Because to be quite honest, you're just, you're just desperate. Mm. And, and desperation comes over. Yes. Why would I want to work with a desperate coach? <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah and and you know equally i think we, we have to be clear as coaches um in my experience there's no such thing as a sales funnel of sales leads for coaching no right not in the same way as not, there is no, if you're no. selling double glazing for example C- correct it, it, it's it's just not a thing it Again, we're back to that. Often people don't know they need a coach until they've had the conversation. So cold calling is is so incredibly difficult from the off when actually you're trying to potentially sell something that they don't even know they need. They don't even know exists. They don't exist, yeah. I I have this um, analogy that I've used when I've been talking to people uh, in my capacities as a sales coach that... The thing about cold calling, the reason... right, Nobody likes receiving a cold call. Now, if nobody likes receiving a cold call, why would anybody make one? But from the point of view of, of a small business owner, which, let's face it, that's what we coaches are, the, I, the, the thing that we worry about, and let me tell you, you're absolutely right to worry about it if what you're doing is picking up the, call, the phone and making a completely cold call. What we worry about is that We've been there, especially women, sorry to be uh, a a tad sexist here, but in my experience, there we are at home with the small children when we're at that phase in our lives and you're kind of chefing up egg and chips with one hand, your kids are battling it out in the living room, the telly's on too loud, your cat's been sick and your dog's (laughs) eating it and and in amongst of all of this utter pandemonium, the phone rings and somebody goes, hey, why don't you let me coach you? You know, the (laughs) response to that question well, it, you know, this is we've, we've ticked the box that says this is a clean podcast. I can't tell you what the response to that question would be. But Sarah, equally, if you've got a cold call and said, we're carpet cleaners and we can come round, we have a 24-hour service, you'd be going, wow, that's fantastic. Do you that's know exactly what? exactly re- what I need yes. at that particular point. Yes. And, and that's the issue, is it comes back to what do people, where are we in the buying cycle? I think if, if you look at a product, there's only 1% of people are actually now buyers. And, and, and no one's going to be a now buyer for a coach. You, you have to warm people up to to that kind of that kind of uh, intervention. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it, you, no one's going to go. Yeah, I'm going to leap at this this chance. And it comes back to understanding that coaching. Uh, every business needs a coach. Yes. Uh, uh, the only businesses that don't need a coach are businesses that already have a coach. Uh, 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 or are hugely successful and, and are already leveraging their, their thing and, and, and going yeah. forward. Uh, but equally, but most businesses don't want to coach because they don't know. And it, 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 that's the distinction. So if I was cold calling for an SEO campaign or a marketing campaign or a digital media campaign or a website, it's easier for me as the business owner to go, well, actually, I, I do have one of those and I've not got a great website. I do need it updating. Okay, I, I, might, be, I might be more interested in that side of it. So, so it, it, you've, you've got to understand your market. You've got to understand how it works, really. And, you, and, and I think going back to Paul's comment about sales funnel, you know, this big thing about having sales funnels and how you convert it. You know, that that's okay for certain businesses, mm. but for coaching, it works in a different way, and you have to accept and understand that. Absolutely, and and I found uh, over the years that coaches, the idea of selling makes a lot of them feel ill. 
it, it's not what they got into coaching to do and that was never supposed to be part of the deal because they did the course and on the course they said this is how you you market you go out there you deliver a fantastic free session we'll move on to that in a minute but you deliver this free session that's so sock blowing off that the person that you're talking to goes oh my word that was amazing paul let me give you all my money to coach you because i realize that's where my my true path lies and that's kind of the best bit of marketing material that i've ever seen given at the end of your average coaching course and you don't, don't get me wrong these coaching courses can be amazing but the skill set that's required to be an excellent coach is totally different than the skill set that's required to be an excellent small business owner and this goes back to the difference between coaching and the business of coaching is a huge void grand canyon style void but just as it took you uh, uh, it was it was a job of work to learn the skills that are required to become a coach it's the same job of work to learn the skills that are required to become a business owner which is what what a coach is so I said we'll come back to that in a minute coaching for free let me let me give you the <laughs> what you can't see here is we've got heads in hands all over the place um let me give you the scenario and if i could have a penny for every coach that's told me they've done this so you sit there day one there you are i'm going to be a coach monday morning you, you've quit your job you, you what 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 monday morning there you are day one as a coach and you sit there and by five past nine you're looking at your phone thinking well it's not ringing and you're looking at your sharpened pencils and your beautiful shiny desk and what have you, and you're thinking, oh, great, now what, now what? And then you get to thinking, and you think, do you know what? What I could do is coach some people for free, because then I'd have some great ref referrals and testimonials, and they'd have some great outcomes, and it's a massively win-win situation, because it gets my name out there, doesn't it? It increases brand awareness of the brand Sarah Short, Paul Snell, Stephen Parkinson, whatever. That's the answer. And, ooh, how many coaches do that? Now, Paul, why shouldn't I do that? Well, it, it, it makes me smile, actually. So let's put this in perspective. Um, you spend however many months and years, in some cases, developing the skill sets to be a coach. You become a qualified coach. You've spent lots of money doing that. You've given up your full-time employment to do that. So why are you giving it away? Absolutely. It, it's, it's a fascinating mindset. Um, actually, uh, when, when I talk to other coaches about this, it, it, it's often an odd paradox that says, hang on, the best way for me to win paying business is to give it away. It's a bit like if I go and buy a car, they'll give me a car free as long as I go back and buy one in three years' time. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work. Well, the other thing is this belief that if I, if I coach you for free, you'll bring me people who yeah. will want to pay me. And what actually happens is you bring me people who want coaching for free. Exactly. It, it, it absolutely is. Go on, I can see I, you've I, got I, some thoughts. Yeah, my hands are up, because you can't see it on the podcast, but but I, I, it's at this point, guys, I'm, I'm going to have to make a confession. You did it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. And was <laughs> it successful? No. Not even slightly. It panned out really badly for me. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Yeah. And I remember the moment I was coaching someone for free, and I thought, oh, this is great. This, this person is influential. This person will have open doors for me. I'll do it for free because on the basis that I'll, I'll, I'll get referrals, of course I will. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, so I, I spent probably two or three months, add that up in terms of amount of time, getting to that to, getting to that point, 
excellent coaching, obviously. Of course. Because uh, that's that's what that's what I'm at my best in that coaching sense. Um, and then got to the point where it was right. Well, I've done three months of coaching. I said I would. I said I'd do an engagement for free for three months. Um, this is my coaching fee. I'd like us to move forward now. We've still got lots of work to do. Here's the plan. Um, well, I'll get back to you. Okay, I'm, I'm going on holiday. I'll get back to you. So two weeks later, come back. I get a, a, the email. Bear in mind, I've coached this person for three months. I get the email back saying, sorry, we haven't got the money now. We can't afford it. Um, but uh, let me know um, if I can help you in any other way. So there's me. The worst part about that was I'd already banked that money in my head. Yeah. So I'd already thought, well, that was a, that was a done deal. So actually, what I'd actually done two things there. One, I'd given it away for free. I got, mm. got paid. And then secondly, I was immediately behind on my cash flow for that month because I, I was at thought, well, I've banked that. My, that yeah, that one's figure. a definite. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I hadn't. And then I was in trouble cash flow wise. What do I do next? So it was. It's. It's not just bad in terms of giving something away for free. It's really bad for your business. Yeah. Cash flow moving yeah. forward, and it puts you in a really bad place. It does. And and the other the other people that it's bad for is other coaches. Mm. Well, Stephen does it for free. Why won't you, Paul? You know, it makes a difference. You know, if you can get coaching for free from twenty five other people, then then why would you pay somebody? Let let me tell you the worst example of of coach marketing that I ever saw. I saw on Facebook um, a, a new coach who just randomly decided, with no savings and no backup and no plan, to give up work, give up work at the end of one month, start as a full time coach the following month, and her her um, kind of motivation was I've got to make this month's mortgage payment and I I felt sick when I found this out and she posted very optimistically on Facebook not on a Facebook page but on a normal Facebook feed we'd we'd kind of become connected and she'd say things like what's the one thing I could help you with today and then finally she said would you like me to coach you to a million pound income in 2018? I'm looking for 10 people who would like me to coach them to a million pound income. And all I ask is re- in return is a hundred thousand pounds of it when you've cracked it. And you think, who's going to say yes? I, I have no words. I ha- you can hear me being speechless, which is an unusual thing for me. And, and again, you know, I've, I've been there as well. Not to, not to that degree. And I do know that social media is something we want to talk about, and I have mm. very strong views about that. But equally, you know, it's also it's also understanding um, that you you think people are going to pay you a nice big monthly fee. You see these people on a thousand pound a month or two thousand pound a month for a coaching intervention. So you're thinking, well, I only need two, three, four, five, six clients, whatever it is, and that's it. So you focus on that, and then you suddenly realise that not have you got not have you got four, five, six clients. You haven't even got one client mm. at that level so immediately you have to re rejiggle down to a different to a different price point and a different price point and you whip it away and so you try and then you become really desperate and you start clutching at straws for everything and in that desperation you start coaching for free again and that uh, it, uh, it's a vicious cycle it is it really it's is quite an insidious thing really it, it is I, I know that um uh selling from the stage is something that doesn't work in the uk hardly ever very occasionally but rarely, I have to say. Um, What I mean by selling from the stage is delivering a fabulous presentation and then saying, uh, effectively, sticking an advert on the end of it and saying, you know, oh, 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 and I can coach you for this much a month. Come and sign up with me. 
the only um, the way that I found that that whole presentation style works is to do an ace presentation and then use that as a way to start conversations with people. Trying to say, you know, you know I've got my card machine with me here, pay me money to, do, to, to let me coach you. It doesn't work. And I, I've seen people present and present and present and present and present and present and present. And it's, yeah, it can be an absolutely fantastic presentation, but it's not enough. We're British. Back to this, we're British. We don't want to be sold to from the stage. Thank you very much. It's not how we buy things here. It's not. And, and I think maybe one final comment for me on this, Sarah, is there's a big risk in coaching for free. The risk is this, people only really buy into something when they feel there's a cost associated with it. Yeah, right? they buy into it emotionally. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so the risk is twofold. First off, you're offering something for free, and the answer, the answer to that is okay. If it's for free, I don't mind missing that then. Absolutely. I, I, I don't mind turning up yes. and telling you I haven't done the yes. things I said I yes. would. So it has no value. It has no value. The accountability isn't there. And secondly, as a knock-on effect, if those coaching sessions are unsuccessful, what does that say about you as a coach? And you then face with this, well, you know this testimony that I wanted? I'm not going to get it. No. Because there was no buy-in emotionally, so the results aren't there. Actually, I don't want that testimony now. So I'm losing on two fronts immediately. Yeah, well, I can tell you now that there is one person listening to this podcast who's going, ah, ha, 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 but I coached Fred Bloggs and he did it for free and he succeeded. So Yabu sucks to you three, you're wrong. And I can absolutely guarantee that for every one Fred Bloggs, there are a Correct. thousand non-Fred Bloggses. And, and I think, think the other thing as well is you know, tune into the next podcast and we'll be able to explain some of the more successful strategies yeah. rather than coaching for free. Absolutely, absolutely. Coaching for free, don't do it. Unless you're doing your course, of course. Mm. You well, know, while, unless, you're, while you're training. Well, unless you've got money in the bank and, and you want to coach people for free because you're, you're totally and utterly altruistic. Yeah, and you don't need a, to make an income. But it's not as a business. But even then, you're better off charging them something because yeah. if... if if you don't charge them anything, they don't have any skin in the game yes. and they don't have the same commitment. Correct. I think we've covered that one now, guys. Do you think? Okay, here's, here's a, an absolute favourite for all of us. Social media. Don't worry, I've got it sorted. I have my Facebook page, I have my LinkedIn profile, I tweet, Instagram, Snapchat, apparently. There's a thing, if, if you're after a young market. Um, I'm going to use social media to get my clients... Now, I, my, I want to go, no, you're not. It's not going to happen. But let's talk about that in a bit more detail and a little less emotionally. Stephen, what do you think? Oh, build it and they oh, will come. Do you know that was 1987, that film? Was it really? That Kevin Costner film. Wow. 1987. Well, it's so true, isn't it? 89, you know? 87. Yeah, all, all, all I need is, a fan, as you said, a fantastic Twitter profile, a fantastic LinkedIn profile. Maybe you'll do some stuff on Facebook. And it magically... And a website and some, oh. a beautiful logo. Well, yeah, but we spend a lot of time absolutely. going through the website thing to make yeah, sure it's right. Absolutely, and then we add the social media. Of yeah, course, uh -huh. of course, of course, we do that, and then magically, all these people who who sit behind their social media things will automatically enrol as coaching clients. It, it's it's complete misnomer uh, because social media is unless you've already got an established coaching practice, unless you're already a key person of influence within the coaching profession or within the niche of the business or the personal coaching that you're working in, no one gives a damn. Yeah, though that's that's the thing. Nobody cares. Not one And bit. that's so hard to accept, isn't it? 
Nobody cares. Do you know what the worst part about it is, though? Your social media just becomes a way to massage your ego. Mm. So what you're doing is you're looking at the number of likes, the number of comments. You're looking at the statistic of reach. Please, someone, describe what reach actually is. <laughs> I don't know what it means. You know, yeah. I, I, I've reached 40,000 people. Okay, so why have I not got any clients if I've reached 40,000 people? Why haven't people? I had a single conversation? Why haven't I got an, a, a Facebook Messenger or, or a LinkedIn thing Absolutely. That's, actually, that's actually working into a conversion? And that's the thing. End up, end up, you end up behind a screen putting posts out that some get traction, some don't. Uh, you get this kind of false ego. Oh, I've got 10 likes. I've got this. I've got someone following me. I've got, a, you know. And actually, you're wasting your time. You're much better going out, getting behind the screen, and interacting with people. Getting out from behind the screen. Because, absolutely, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, out, out from behind your computer, and it's, uh, we talk about this again, but it's about conversation. So don't sit behind the screen and massage your ego like that. Um, it's fear, part it, of it's fear, isn't it? Because it's easy to sit behind your computer yeah. screen and, and hide behind your social media profiles. But the bottom line is, social media is a great place to kind of create a slight presence that backs up your face-to-face -face interactions, not that starts your face-to-face -face interactions or that even um, even has... Um, it doesn't matter. You are not going to get clients from social media, Paul. You're not. Uh, it does have its place. Uh, without quantifying what, that, what level of place it has, it does have its place. Um, for me, social media is not the route... To acquiring new clients or even really social media is not the route for supporting current clients social media has its place it's a peripheral function yes when when we talk about uh it's business, like an authentication yes yeah. it, it backs up yes all the things you said I, i've had the conversations i know that when i have a conversation with someone one of the very next things they'll do when they when we finished our conversation is google me because oh, I would, right? <laughs> so it's a backup process <laughs> yeah. to the real event, which is the good conversations, Stephen says. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, think, I think we've probably covered that one off, haven't we? We, we, can, we can talk in the future about how to use social media effectively to create that backup. Because if there's nothing about you online, if you, if you Google something and you can find nothing be suspicious. Correct. Be suspicious. 100%. Everybody has a, a digital footprint these days, and if they don't, there's a reason why they don't. Yes. Okay. Don't sell the process. Sell the outcome. Coaching as a process. Stephen, this was your baby, I think. Well, yeah, because, I mean, come on. We, we're, we're passionate people. We're passionate about coaching. As I said to you, my own story was I got my own coach. I was very fortunate to, to take that leap. I couldn't understand why people around me weren't taking that leap, but there we are. Um, and um, I was enth enthralled, empowered, empassioned. I, I became, you know, a, a revolutionary around coaching, and it totally transformed my life. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So immediately, I'm going right. Okay. So, so what did we do? We did. Well, we sat down. We we worked on a program. We worked on a plan, an action plan, and I focused on these things. I, I examined my skill set where I needed to improve, where I was doing well, where I could focus on strengths, weaknesses, all this kind of stuff. So that's the process, you know, that's a coaching process. So obviously when, when I speak to someone, well, I got my own coaching, we did this, we did that, you know, and I, um, I spend time doing this. I was doing my homework and I read these books and I read that, 
immediately they're going to go, well, that sounds like really hard work. Yeah, that sounds like a load of stuff, you know, doesn't it? That's yeah. a load of stuff. And, 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 you know, why would I want to put myself through all that? I haven't got time for that. Mm. As, you know, as a business owner, for example, I'm time poor, exceptionally time poor. I, I'm not going to, you know, go through that process. And it, you're just kind of just thinking, it's almost like saying, um, you'll have disqualification. Once you get disqualification, you'll have... You'll have these. You'll have this thing. What doesn't go with that is all the work that has to go to get to that qualification. So all you're doing is putting people off at the end of the day yeah. by talking about the coaching process. And let's be honest, they don't care. No, they're not interested in the coaching process at all. Well, it's what like you they... don't go. I'm, I'm going to give my age away. You don't go to Dagenham to watch your car being made, do you? To watch your Ford <laughs> Escort being built. You don't care about the process of it being built. All you care about is can I put my key in and will it yeah. start? Or you take the car to the garage and it's got a fault with the, the power steering mm. uh, module. You don't care. You just want the just car back yeah. and you want to drive it. That's yeah. it. Fix you it. You don't want yeah. to tell you how they do it and what they get in. And it's that kind of that kind of thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Don't Don't fall for that trap. Okay, so if you're not selling the process, Paul, what are you selling? It, it, you know, it's, it's like Stephen has already said. Inherently, we're outcome-driven, right? People want the result. The, there's a risk here. There's a risk in the approach to um, winning business in coaching particularly that we spend so much time on, on the how-to with the people that just want to know I just want to be there. I just want the end result. Uh, there's two risks, really. One, Stephen's already highlighted, which is, look, um, they don't want to know the process. They're not interested in that. Of course, I understand that. If if you turn up to buy a car, you don't want to know who sprayed it, who put the tyres on. No. You just want it there. Yeah, you want the car, um, yeah. But the other risk is uh, you don't want to go through the process so that you're handing over all of the benefits of coaching so that because someone say oh, oh thanks for that I'll go and do that myself shall I so you don't want to give away the crown you jewels you don't want to give away the crown well, jewels I, I, I've got another confession if I don't mind Paul go for you've it, given away the crown jewels haven't you <laughs> I, I hang my head in shame <laughs> <laughs> you're great <laughs> but you learn from your mistakes absolutely you? well the thing you is know, everybody's done it I've done it yes Paul's I've done, done it. it yes but I remember that I remember that actually it wasn't too far away from where I am now I was having this conversation somebody came up to me and said, oh, it'd be nice to have a, I just have a, a catch-up, a one-to-one kind of thing. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And there's me thinking, oh, this is going to lead to business. Okay. Little did I realise it was a free uh, coaching session um, at that time. Uh, and obviously, I got I got a free cup of tea. Uh, and this person got loads of value from, from coaching. So, you know, that was my mistake. That was my light bulb moment of, well, hang on a minute. So if I'd have employed you to do what you do and asked you to do it for free, would you be annoyed is, is the phrase um, and it only hit me later on where I realised I'd been used and been, abused been and, <laughs> and, and, and it, it left a bad bad taste but I guarantee you this I didn't do it again no no I, I, I yeah it's difficult isn't it it, it is and, and but and we have to appreciate you know we spend a lot of time training learning becoming qualified to be coaches right mm. there's value in that mm. it's not we shouldn't be, not that we are, I'm using the wrong word here, but run with me. We shouldn't be ashamed of charging for that, you know? We shouldn't be uncomfortable yes. with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, doctors train for seven years. Yeah. So they become a specialist in that field and they go on to benefit from that, both from a career and a financial perspective. Yeah. I, I'm not saying for one minute we're doctors. Please understand that. But I am saying we put the effort, the cost and the commitment in to, a, to get to a point where we can help others 
achieve outcomes. Yes. There's value there. And and that really, as kind of to wrap up this podcast, mm. that's the crux of it. What people what people are thinking, and when I say people, I mean any potential client or anybody anywhere in a buying situation for anything. What we are thinking is, what's in it for me? Mm. And what's in it for a coaching client is the outcome. It's the result. It's the, this is where I want to be. I don't care, really, at this point, what the process is to get there. All I care about is my emotional attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Okay, I suspect we've gone on quite a bit longer than half an hour there. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Stephen, for being our visiting uh, um, expert coach. And thanks very much again, Paul. It's been a pleasure. And um, see you next time on Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries. That's all from the Coaching Revolution. See you next time 